Oh, you have to introduce yourself. Oh, boy. Hmm. I should be like, hey, dudes. <laughs> yeah, you just got to say your name. It's Kate Wallace. I drive the 45 minute stock at Flamborough Speedway. Are we from Alabama? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Sweet home, Alabama. Welcome to the driver's seat with your hosts, Caitlin Wallace and Michael Kenny. In three, two, one. Hi everyone, it's Caitlin Wallace. I drive a 45 mini stock at Flamborough Speedway, and I'm happy to announce I also drive the 45 Oscar Hot Rod. Hey everyone, it's Michael Kenny. I drive the 07 Canadian Vintage Modified at Flamborough Speedway. Hey guys, I'm John. I'll be the producer back here. If you guys hear me, that's yeah. Hopefully, you guys don't hear too too much of me. But let's take it away, Caitlin. How uh, tell us about a bit of uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, um, 21 years old. I've been driving a race car since technically 2016, but the season didn't start till 2017 because I got the car, the mini stock in the winter of 2016. Um, I've driven two different Mustangs at Flamborough Speedway in the mini stock division. I drove my cousin's old mini stock that they both moved up. So I got the Mustang. And so I drove that for one year, my rookie year. I ended up placing sixth in points and perfect attendance as well as rookie of the year. And then my dad decided to go hands down and build me a brand new Mustang, ground up. And I've been racing that since 2018. Um, the first season was an absolute disaster. We've struggled with almost everything wrong with it. I think we blew about seven engines in one season. Um, and if we weren't blowing engines, we were having other problems or I was hitting the wall or someone else was wrecking me. So it really was not a good season. Um, 2019 was a deep, better season with it. Uh, by the end of it, we really found the sweet spot in that Mustang and did pretty well. I was really happy with the car. And then obviously with 2020, um, COVID, I didn't really race that much. Um, and yeah, I, um, I got offered a ride and the Oscar hot rods. So I will be dipping my toes in that division. I don't know if it's going to be this season yet, or if I'm just going to try and land the car because I don't know if we're going to have a race season with COVID. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, Michael, tell me more about you. Well, well, I started racing back in 2013, which will be my ninth year going into it. I started out in the pier stops. My very first car was a uh, 1999, I want to say, Ford Escort. And it wasn't very good. It wasn't a fast car, but it was a learning curve, learning car. In 2014, we went through more than one car. We had a couple incidents on the track and a couple incidents off the track. Our first car that we bought, we 
blew the motor up in practice practice day before opening night. So we ended up buying a totally different car. And then we ended up running that car for a while. That was a Volkswagen bug that got totaled. And then it actually came back out as Kirby McQueen a while ago after I sold it. And then in 2015, we bought the track champion car from 2014, uh, so Sean Taylor's Acura Integra that we ran in 2015. And we took home, I want to say, nine wins that year, along with uh, second place in points. So I figured it was time to move up to Mini Stock. And we bought a Mini Stock, uh, a 1991 Honda Civic that we ran. Didn't know anything about the class. Didn't really know much until we got into it. We got into it and we were a top five car every weekend, pretty much in 2016. We got a fifth in points that year in 20. And then in 2017, we continued to do the same thing, but we had a horrible year. Kept on blowing head gaskets, kept on getting an incident with some people and hitting the walls, and yeah, it was a pretty fun year, kind of, and then in 2018, I bought another Honda Civic, the former in camera that I didn't get from Andy, I got it from someone else that we're not going to say, um, that car was pretty fun, we got a couple top fives in there, uh, caught fire a couple once, seemed to make it a rocket ship when it was on fire. Our producer will know all about that night. You're not wrong there. And then in 2019, we ran the Civic. We completely rebuilt it over the winter. And then opening night was just uh, not, not our night. We uh, came out of turn two. I lost control, tried to get control of the car and smoked the outside wall pretty heavily. And it bent the frame. We were out for about four months until we bought another car to run them while we were off. Caitlin will tell you about that wreck because she got front row seat. I should have had popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Sean Taylor was even, he, he was right there too, and he said he got in the gas pretty quick. I believe he was so, the car uh, like directly behind you on that one too. What's that? I believe he was the car right behind you on that one. No, he was the car right beside me. Oh, okay. I almost went right into his door. If I he didn't was behind. Move, I was going into him. Keatlin was right behind me. Yes, sir. And then in 2020, we bought a, well, the opportunity came along and I bought a Canadian Vintage Modified along with running a mini stock that we, wasn't much of a season due to COVID, so we didn't run the vintage very much. We ran the mini stock four times, had some good outings with it and didn't have some good outings with it. We did get a win at Green Bend. And then we sold that and we were going to focus mostly on the Canadian Vintage Modified for 2021. If we get a race season in. Alrighty. 
uh, Michael, since you were the mastermind kind of behind this, why don't you tell everyone how this podcast came about? Well, this podcast came about because I figured it would be something fun to try. So I contacted John from Jomo Media and asked him if he would help produce it. And he said he would. And then I figured who would better not be a better host than Caitlin because we've known each other for, what, six years now? Six or seven. Six or seven, something like that. I figured she'd be good because we have a pretty good history and we had history on the track and off the track. And yeah. yeah. Why don't we talk about that conversation, how we got uh, Caitlin to come on board? Um, well, uh, randomly out of the blue, I believe I was at work and I got a message from Michael. Um, he asked me if I'd be interested in doing the podcast and I jumped at the idea because I thought it was going to be super fun. This was about two weeks after I did the interview with the True North Racing podcast that Jomo Media produces and sponsors. So I was already in the loving mood of doing the podcast and I was on the high of doing such a confident interview that I said, sure, why not? And then, yeah, we just got in a group chat and we started throwing ideas around and what we can talk about. And now we're here, our first episode. You're absolutely correct. It's been a whirlwind for the past couple of months, eh, to get all this stuff, uh, to get all this ready from the trailer to uh, <laughs> microphones to computers to, you know, it, it's been fun, eh? Meeting studios. Talk about building a studio, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's good enough. It's good fun. Yep. So how, <laughs> how, do, how did you guys decide, because I, I, I'll admit, like I'm in the group chat, like you, you guys know that. And sorry to jump over, take over a little bit here. Um, but why did you guys settle on, why did, we, why did you guys decide that the driver's seat with uh, Caitlin and Michael was the best name for the show? Well, we decided on that because we're both. Michael, that's on you. You're the one that helped decide it too. So. Anyways, we decided on the name. Well, actually, I came up with the name, didn't I? I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. His first first, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. This is Michael Kenny's first great idea, everyone. This is the first one he has ever had. Probably the only one. Probably <laughs> <laughs> the only one. Anyway, <laughs> I came up with the name because Caitlin and I both have been in the driver's seat of various different cars. So I figured one of us will the driver's seat. We'll get a different view of it being drivers on a podcast instead of announcers or whatever what do you guys are look what do you guys look to accomplish with the show <laughs> we're all about I just having fun right? this. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think um we're just kind of wanting to have fun and toy around with topics about racing and basically just get along with our audience on who listens and Bring on guests. Yep. yep. Bring on guests and talk to them about their racing and do fun little competitions between you and I that I will win. I promise you. I think we need to put money on it because I know I'm going to win. 
Oh. Wow. I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much are we talking here? Well, I don't know. Because if we're talking profit. money, we're talking money, I got to write this down. So that way, if you lose at the end of the year, we're I'm going to get a big check, like an actual big check too. And I'm going to, whoever wins, will have it written on it for them. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what are we looking at? 50 bucks? 20 bucks? I'm down with 50. Yeah. 50? You guys heard it here first. There's now money on our on the table for our little game that we are going to be playing throughout the season. Once, of course, we finally get to go to the track here, hopefully, which will be next month. Hopefully. So uh, how's your guys' off-season been? Michael, why don't you lead, lead this one? Well, my off-season has been pretty boring. We haven't done too much other than we fully wrapped the vintage and cleaned it up. Pretty much all we've done to it. We haven't done much anything else other than tinker around with the car. Ready to hit the track this year? or We're, we're planning to do a couple stuff in 2021. We're going to practice the vintage and maybe do a race here and there, but we're not 100% sure on anything yet due to the cost of everything. Okay. Any other racing you're going to get into this year or no? As of right now, there's nothing in the schedule, no. All right. And Caitlin, on to you. Well, my off season's been involved with almost everything but racing. Um... We parked the Mustangs right after the last race uh, last year, and they stayed in our storage trailer for months. Um, I've been working with my dad to finish restoring my 81 F-150. Um, that's been an adventure. And I'm excited for when it decides that it wants to go on the road. <laughs> <laughs> like me, it's very temperamental. Um, yeah, <laughs> and um, the biggest thing I've been doing over the off season is I got a amazing job in November of last year at a horse farm down, actually it's a couple concessions away from Flamborough Speedway. Um, I've been spending almost all my time there and I've been learning so much and making so many friendships between the people I work with and the people that keep their horses there and it's just really been a happy place for me, especially when I struggle with my own little mental mental turmoil and everything. So it's been nice. I definitely find horses and other animals are therapy for me. So this job is perfect. That's good. That's a really good job for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess we. Yeah, Jesus, we're jumping forward here. Um. So. We're, we're, we're planning on talking about racing topics throughout the year, and I plan on, as we go forward here, to kind of uh, talk less and less for you guys, over you guys kind of thing. Hopefully you guys are okay with that. Um, Once we figure out how to do it. Yeah, what, we're, this is all a learning aspect for pretty much all of us. I, I do my own show, and then trying try not to talk over you guys or anything like that is, I, I almost have to hit here and sit here and, and have a, um, a finger right on my uh, mic on and off button to shut myself up some, from time to time. 
Because <laughs> I, got, I got to forget that it's not my show. We'll figure it out eventually on how to continue with it. Absolutely. I'm sure uh, by the end of the season, we'll find our flow. And we'll get better. <laughs> you guys will get better and better. Exactly, right? We got what? Uh, this is episode one of what will be 26. 27 this year, guys. What? A lot. Yeah, one every week. Wow. We do one weekly. Wow. We can do it every other week. We still haven't yet to decide that one, actually. I think it depends on our audience if they want us every week or if they get a little sick of us after every week. (laughs) What do you think, Michael? I think 27. But I think we should go through the off season, too. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. All right. Bring on on people over the off season and talk about their building and rebuilding and stuff. Gonna take over my job, eh? Great. All right, guys, you heard it here first. The True North Racing Podcast is no more after this year. <laughs> these guys want to oh, take gosh. my these these guys want to take my job over. Fine. <clears throat> no, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what the, by the end of the off season what it looks like for us. Absolutely. All right. Sounds good to me. If we continue, I'm even thinking of taking the off season off from about. About the end of NASCAR season, about November, and I'll start back up and again about February. Yeah, I think a good break would be good for everyone. So we don't want to burn anyone else. Uh, burn anyone out, right? And talking to her Very once true. a week is going to get too much. Me? What, what's that? Supposed I think to that's mean? you. True. I think you're the more annoying one in this duo at the moment. <laughs> I'd in the six plus years we've been friends. <laughs> it's sad that you don't even know how many years we've been friends for. Yeah, I know. I want to say it's six, but like seven sounds like a good number too. So, 20, <clears throat> end of 2014. Six? Yeah. Seven. Seven, technically this year. Seven. I was going to say, six takes us to 2020 because, you yeah. know, four plus six equals ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Ding, ding, ding. This goes to prove that Michael and I do not know how to uh, do math properly. Good thing we got such a smart girl in Caitlin. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, guys. Calm down. <laughs> Hold up. You're the only one here in university. Right? Doesn't mean I'm smart. <laughs> But you're smarter than us. Who? Well, Michael's in college now, I guess. Not really. Yeah. See, there we, I can't say Michael's the smart one here. It's just a, yeah. a disgrace. Exactly. You got to take that crown. Almost cursed this podcast. You got to take that crown. If it's a pretty crown and has lots of sparkles on it, I'll take that damn crown. I'll find one on Amazon for you and I'll ship it to you. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> I love crowns. A freaking princess, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm sure this is going to be a great, great season, guys. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. If we get one. Hold on a sec, guys. I have to take a break. And as Michael leaves the screen here, <laughs> unsure of what he's What's up to. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't, where'd he go? I don't know. You know what? <laughs> I, he does have a small bladder. Yeah. So maybe he might have to run to the washroom. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. He can't, he can't go into the, in the race car like he typically does. I'm leaving this in and he's not going to know what the heck happened. <laughs> <clears throat> oh boy. And he's back in focus. Michael, how was your bathroom break? It was actually really good. Thank you. Nope. We don't need any, inc- any more incidences like you do in the race car, bud. Hey, that has not happened yet. I've seen it happen a couple times. I love that the there's the word yet added. Yeah, I haven't done a long race. So when I do like an enduro again, it may happen, but I only make it to lap 50. So I didn't even make it past lap 20 in the last enduro. I ended up getting smashed left, right, and center and come out in the ambulance with a broken, almost broken knee. Enduros <laughs> are fun. You should keep on doing them. I think I'm going to die if I keep on doing them. I wreck my race car enough. I don't need to keep wrecking an enduro car, too. Yeah, but see, you don't enduro car. If you wreck it, you stick the structure and you're not into it much. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm thinking about my physical health, man. My oh. brain can only get, take so many concussions. I don't want to be like you. Oh. <laughs> Believe it or not, with all the wrecks I've had, I haven't had concussions that I know of. I was gonna sound pretty good. Concussions are so hair. easy that I know of because I don't go to the hospital. Yeah, we know I that. I almost one. guarantee you've had like a concussion every wreck you've done. It just it's your brain bouncing back and forth. It's a bruise to your brain. It probably happens when I step out of bed in the morning. Probably. You're a little clumsy. I know. Most you're honest about it. <laughs> I don't know why. I fell off the <laughs> Like I said earlier today to someone, I if I didn't have to bleach my hair, I would dye my hair blonde so I could live by my stupidity, honestly. But I don't want to bleach my hair because I'll ruin it, so I got brown. Close enough compromise right right what was that tiktok don't be sad go dye your hair i think i did that (laughs) okay though i'll dye my hair i mean do you see me sad i think i'm pretty happy so (laughs) we're pretty happy all right, everyone, just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media and Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, and year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Hopefully, you guys are enjoying our first episode of The Driver's Seat with Kaylin and Michael. Once you guys are done here, why don't you head on over and check out the True North 
Racing Podcast brought to you by Jumbo Media and Promotions. It's available now on all major podcasting platforms. All right, guys. So let's why don't we talk about you guys' friendship and how it all started? So why don't we let Michael go first? Friendship? Oh, man. That started. Talk, like... talk about your let's talk about how your side of the story on how you guys met and how it, you guys' friendship evolved over the years. And then we'll get Caitlin to jump in as well. So, Michael, you have the floor, my good man. <laughs> Go ahead. We, we basically started being friends back in 2014, the end of 2014, the end of the racing season. I, I think we met, at the, we met at the track. And then we started talking on Facebook. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I would say, and I just went up from there, and we just kept on talking ever since. It's been what six, seven years, like we talked about before. You have anything to add, Kayla? You're not very good at describing friendships, my friend. No, I'm not. He never has been. That's true. He doesn't have many, so he doesn't have a lot of practice. You're not wrong. <laughs> His only <laughs> friends are doing this right now with him. <laughs> I've had lots. They just aren't around anymore. <laughs> um, okay, well, I remember the first night I met you in person in 2014. <laughs> I showed my fiery redhead side right off the bat. Was that 2015? Was it 2015? I didn't meet you in person in 2014. We did, but when your fiery redhead went off the bat, that was in 2015. Like our full, our full on. I don't I remember anything 2014. in 2014. Yeah, so did Cause, I. Because we talked about it. It was 2015 because it was the night I wrecked my Integra. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you was didn't wreck it. I didn't wreck it. That was 2015. Okay, then fine. I'll, I'll talk about that day. In 2015... I'll go there. Sorry. <laughs> Not good dates. Um, I remember, oh, I don't really like remember it well. I remember it vaguely, and you've filled in a few blanks for me. Um, but my fire, yeah. <laughs> my fiery redhead side really came out strong <laughs> that day. Um, you got wrecked by a group of people that wanted to wreck you because you wouldn't what? Go out with their sister? Oh, I, I uh, broke up with their sister. Oh, right. Yeah, you broke up with their sister. And so they wrecked you on the track. And let's just say 15-year-old Kate did not like that. <laughs> and so me being my shy, anxious little self, I had my lovely cousin Hudson take me over to talk to you because I was way too scared even though I was very angry and then <laughs> yeah we uh once I got there I just lost my mind and told you that you needed to go fight them. <laughs> I was gonna go fight them <laughs> and that I needed to go wreck them somehow even though I, I don't I didn't have a race car at the time <laughs> I think you lost your mind more when you saw the car <laughs> yeah the wreck scared the heck out of me and then i saw the car and i was like done i was so mad well you weren't the only one 
Oh, I, I know. I revved you up more. I'm sure your yeah. dad didn't appreciate that at the time. <laughs> no, I think he did because that's what he wants me to do. Oh, well, then there we go. I, I will rev you go, up. You wanted me to go down there and talk to them, and you just revved me up more. And I was like, all right, let's go. I'll be your angry hype man. All go right. fight. Go fight. <laughs> I think Glenn Hill knew I was coming because he was standing at their pit when I was coming down. So I didn't go very far. <laughs> and then ever since then we've been friends had our ups and downs yeah we've had our ups and downs lots of them and there will be more yeah we went a couple months over the years not talking yeah and then we started talking and then stopped talking and... yep you'd sit at four in the morning with me after I had a High school crisis. 16-year-old Kate losing her mind again <laughs> over a broken friendship that didn't matter. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning things are definitely tiring. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure listening to me cry was very tiring, too. <laughs> it, it was. But you know, the sound of it made me doze off a little, and then he just talked again, and it's good. <laughs> I'm glad I can be your sleep lullaby while I cry. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah, I don't think I called you at four in the morning crying lately. No, it's just been early night. I was going to say, it's been in the evenings, about 7 yeah. o'clock in the after- evening, because I go to bed at 8.30 because I'm an old person now. <laughs> I think the last time you had a phone call and you were crying was at 8 o'clock at night, and I was on my way to go get a milkshake. I remember, because you didn't want to go in McDonald's to get the milkshake. Great. But you didn't want to go through the drive-thru. Right. It was a, it was a hard dilemma. Yep, my crying helped you figure that out. Yes, I went inside after. <laughs> yep, and I went to bed. So that's been our friendship for six, seven years. I've been stuck with this crazy, fiery demon. Demon. <laughs> Demon's a nice worth for to say, but yeah. Spawn of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually a really good friendship, guys, that you guys have lasted seven years. They say uh, once you get to 10, you're pretty much family. So, but already by the sounds of it, you guys are pretty close to being at least like a brother sister combo here. So, I don't think when I first met you, I'd think uh, we'd ever get as to brother and sister. Yeah. I didn't think it would be seven years of friendship either. No, about a year and a half in, I uh, I thought I was going to be done. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> now look at you guys having a podcast together. It's so cute. Yeah, nice little family. Exactly. Yeah. Someone I can always count on. You're right. Again. All right, so let's move. Uh, let's move on to the racing portion of our of our program. <laughs> Let's get past this uh, uh, 
Hallmark moment. Crap. Yeah, Hallmark moment. Hallmark. All right. Hallmark movies. We got a movie for you guys right here if you guys want one. <laughs> you know that there's love, of- there's hatred. You guys are good. We should it's make everything. Well, they should make a movie. Hmm? We should totally make a movie. I got a GoPro. Let's do it. Oh my god. <laughs> I got a GoPro and I have three cam I got three batteries now. I got six hours of film and let's do this. Wow. I got like 68 hours of filming. Let's do it. You're like all time big boy now. You got everything. Hey, did you guys not know? I'm also be oh wow. Didn't make that didn't mean that dollar to make sound yeah. so make me sound rich there. You guys gotta know I got I'm gonna be doing um uh a day in the life of series on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. You told me that. Yeah, I told you that. Come on now, get with the program, Michael. <laughs> I've never been with the program. More I, I know flow. you haven't. You, you, I don't know what kind of flow you're on, but you're not on my flow. That's for sure. My own flow. He's on the Michael flow. Yeah. Flow. And that flow is very erratic. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> no, nah, any guy, any, any drivers though that work with me throughout 2020, toward 2021, sorry. Um, we're, my, we're going to have a YouTube series where I'll follow them around for a day recording their actions their on track stuff and uh putting together like a 15 20 minute episode about their um about their race day if i race i will support jomo media i'll have to send you a couple stickers then heck yeah michael am i sending you stickers or no i'm not racing this year oh yeah i forgot about that you're the one getting so mad at me saying that you. I was saying maybe to coming all to the racetracks with you because I wasn't racing. Yeah, I don't have a car anymore. I just have the vintage modified. I was going to take you to other tracks, not just Flamborough. Oh, gotcha. I told you. A little you blonde moment. I know, I know, I know now. I remember. We got this. We're going. I'm the strings really are moving. I will buy you the bleached bleacher hair. I don't want to bleach my hair. Her hair already looks good, man. Come on. We got to leave it. Do you see these roots? Yeah, the redhead's coming back through. I don't know. It's going to be a ginger snap here in a little in a couple months. <laughs> I think other people already received the ginger snap. I'm sure they have. On to the racing part. <laughs> yeah, on to the racing part. What are you guys excited for in 2021? For us to actually get to the track and do something. Caitlin, what Honestly, are you excited for? Honestly, I don't for? know. All right, so if you're behind the, the, the wheel of the hot rod. Oh, gosh. You get to go to tracks like, I believe, Sunsets on the Table. Sobble. I believe Sobble. Uh, Flambro. Kawartha. Uh, is Peterborough on the schedule or no? Yeah, I think they are. I think so. I think, I think so it's too. just Flambrough and Jacasa that aren't, because they don't know. I think it would be Flambrough and Jacasa if, if if anything else. Yeah, I think it's just Flambrough and Jacasa that aren't don't have any dates right now. Do they have so, the dirt track on the schedule this year or no? Brighton. Do they, Do they have, have Brighton? I think it's Brighton. Yeah, yeah, it would be going to Brighton. But are they this year or no? Because I don't remember seeing one on their schedule. I think they took it over. Did they? They're doing it. 
I think they're doing it because I remember having a freaking panic attack about it because <laughs> I've never driven dirt before. And now I you need to get on iRacing. I can't afford that. Just I'm go to broke. Michael's place. Michael's got it. Blech. See him in person? <laughs> Don't do iRacing on dirt. I've tried it and it's not very well. I've played iRacing at my cousin's and I just wreck. So it's not much different from in person. Oh, I got it. <laughs> so this, this in 2021, yeah, I got the schedule in front of me here. So obviously the first weekend was canceled, which was May t- uh, this past, or this coming weekend. Man, think about it. Next week, we're going to be talking about you guys' first, re- first week back at the track. Well, the uh, hot rod's not ready. I know. Uh, June 19th, Sobble. Um, then Kawartha, Peterborough, Jacasa, Delaware, Peterborough, Kawartha, Peter, Brighton, Sobble, Peterborough, yeah. Sunset, Flamborough, and then three days at uh, Peterborough for fall, Autumn Fall Colors. That's autumn the race colors. I have not done. I have not done Autumn Colors. I have yet to get out to Peterborough Speedway for that. I have went once to Autumn Colors. It was the end of the 2016 race season. And I only remember it because it was the day after my pa passed away. So we celebrated racing in memory of him. That must have been a hard day for you. Oh, very, very, yeah. but I managed. But she was surrounded by a lot of people. She what? She was surrounded by a lot of people. I believe that. That I did. Yeah. Definitely something you got to try to I don't know. That scares me. It gets pretty rough at times, but sometimes it's just like racing Flamborough. I already hear turn one is already scary enough. If you don't do it right, yeah, it pulls you. It's yeah, almost, that. It's like the Varney almost on how it pulls you to the wall. I yeah. I've never raced in Varney either. I've only raced at Flamborough and Jacasa. Gotta get out there and get the hot rod. I know it's gonna be a lot of learning this summer. Then, if we if we ever make it back to the track, a lot. You can do it. I don't know. Honestly, we aren't sure about what our uh, decisions are yet regarding the Mustang or the hot rod for this season. So. Everything's all kind of up in the air for right now. Yeah, it's depending on me and depending on life situations with COVID and stuff. So it's understandable. Oh, well, hectic right now with this pandemic. I know, right? It's crazy. Hence why we can't do this stuff in person. I feel like it'd be more of a disaster if we were in person. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I want to actually have. I, I want to build it up to it to where we where once a week we're actually doing it in a studio. <laughs> so who has the studio? Well, I'm planning on One moving part. a little bit here. Oh, true. There we go. John, that's on you. I know. Everything's going to be on me. Yep. I mean, you are producing the podcast, so. You are correct. And if you guys would like to sponsor the driver's seat with Caitlin and Michael. <laughs> You guys can message me on all social media platforms at Jomo Media. <laughs> Gotta throw that in there, guys. Ah, oh, segue. 
I know, bonus. Right? Boom. F in mint. <laughs> did I do that right? Am I am I one of the cool kids now because I did that or no? I, I don't even know what that is. So <laughs> you guys never seen that? No. no, I'm not a cool kid. Wow. That's true. I'm the popular kid. Yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> You, you no, keep to yourself, you can't become popular. What? You kept to yourself, you don't become popular. Who needs friends? Exactly. You only need yourself. Right. Me, myself, oh. and I. <laughs> That's the best kind of... I mean, oh, wait, no, we're talking about something else. Never mind. <laughs> oh, <hello. laughs> I'm not sure if Michael understood that or not, just by the look on his face. I don't think it got past his peanut brain. No. You know, until I'm bigger, you guys think of me. I, I think Michael needs a haircut. <laughs> hand. Yeah, he does. I kind of can't go. We're in kind of a pandemic here and a stay-at-home order. I, that's no excuse, because I can right. shave my head. I have razors. Caitlin, you're cutting my hair. All right. Oh, I want to see this. Can we film this? I will film it and put it mullet, on. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, let's get Michael in a mullet. <gasps> he gets the bald spot on the top and then just. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse is that would work for me. I'm taking that back. Mohawk. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> talk <laughs> just take like a number two to his head and just let it just get it all short a little too short get no like not even close in the hair. yes <laughs> right on the back just 45 <laughs> not gonna look nice but that's what i need your number on my head mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good luck probably phenomenal all right guys kind of going forward here let's kind of keep moving along here uh what is a track that's on your bucket list to uh to race at this year well that probably won't be happening this year and i don't know but i definitely want to try to that looks like a fun place oh yeah I was going to say, I'm like, Caitlin has actually turned some laps there. So, so, uh, Caitlin, what, what's that, what's that experience like being on the, the big, on the big track? It is a living dream. I have so much fun on that track. It's just so wide and it's so, you're just, you're wide open the whole time and it's all about precision. It's not about hitting marks on when to break like it is at Flamborough because Flamborough is so small and compact that with Ducasa, you tap the brakes, but it's all about precision as in lining. And it's actually so much fun. Like I had so much fun on my Mustang. Yeah, I, um, I loved it. And I did a lot of practice laps there too. And I think my dad had to tell me to come off because I wasn't coming off because I was just going around and around. I was smiling the whole time. I, I can only imagine what's what it's like being just even just driving on that place. Yeah. Even just by yourself, just free. 
But like with other cars, it's not that terrifying. Like you're really not that close to them. You're not as close as you would be if you were out of out of Flamborough, Varney, or um, uh, Peterborough, even. Yeah, Yeah, and like going around the corner, too wide, three wide. It's not that scary. Whereas at Flamborough, I hate being on the outside, too wide, in a corner. You're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, if you hit the wall at Jocasta, I think you're in a lot of trouble because you have a lot of speed there. But I was gonna say you're gonna be in a lot more pain at Jocasta than you would be at Flamborough. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with like Jocasta, you have so much more option of passing people in the corners this time. And if you're like me and you're not really that comfortable with doing precision passes like that. Jacasa is a great place to really get that confidence because you have so much room that if you make a small error and catch it, you're not going to hit them. Yeah. Whereas if you're at a small track like Flamborough, you make a small error, which I have done, you hit the car and then you cause issues that weren't supposed to happen because you didn't do it on purpose or you're just learning. And I mean, like even my... I think four years of racing now, I'm still learning. I learn every time I get in that car. Like, I sure as heck don't know a lot about racing still. Even with my nine years, I'm still learning. Yeah. If you're it's always not- a learning experience every time you get in the car. Right. If you're not learning every time you get behind the wheel of that car, you should not be racing. In my opinion. If you're not out there making mental notes each lap if you're not out there if you're out there just kind of riding around the at the back i no 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 offense to them because they're probably learning as well but if you're if you no longer mentally have the ability to learn each time you get out there get off the track sell your stuff yeah like the people at the front are still learning right and then a true driver learns every second they have on a, in a race car on the track. And yeah, like you said, like the people at the back, a lot of them can be rookies or a lot of them just don't have the money to put in the equipment. Like some people at the front have. And so they're still learning because they need to put more effort in how they drive because they don't have the equipment that is equivalent to the ones up front. So they have to drive more than the people at the front, which I mean, is more talent, which is phenomenal. Not saying like the guys at the front don't have talent. Like obviously they have talent, but like being at the back without yeah, being at the back without like the money in the car, it it really puts your talent at test. And it's great. We I think you both I've been there. Definitely been there. Especially starting at the back and each week or whatever and kind of working your way up. It there, there's a reason why you guys started at the back each week and each week you got a spot better, a position better, a lap time better. Everything just kept moving that way. Same thing with everyone who's coming into the sport. They're going to start back there, but guess what? Two, three, four years, depending on how much time, money and effort they're going to willing to willing to put into it. They're going to follow in your guys' footsteps. They're going to get up to the front. They're going to start battling for wins. And that's not as long as you continue to learn each week each time you're out look at look at some of the guys i've seen andy camera start watching film paul pepper's watching film i've seen chris pendleberry's watching film you yeah. know they, they send me pictures i've seen pictures on social media of them watching races studying that's how you get better each time you go out what i always like doing i always like starting at the back 
And I, I know it sounds weird because most guys like starting at the front. But I like starting at the back because going through the field challenges you trying to pass all the cars to get up there. Yep. So I've always learned from starting at the back to go through the field and go around the cars and taught you how to pass and everything. And that's just what I've always liked to do when I trying to learn. Yeah. Kaylin, what about you? How do you feel about that? I personally like starting near the back or mid-pack because, first of all, it just I overthink really bad when I'm in a race car and I get very scared very easily. Um, and so I get intimidated by having fast guys behind me, which, I mean, isn't the greatest thing because they can use that against me. But um, I also like it because it teaches me. Because, like I said, I'm really still learning and I have a lot more learning to go before I can even say that I have a lot of experience racing because I came in here fresh. I had no experience on anything. And so going into it, I had nothing and I really needed to build myself. And yeah, like Michael said, starting at the back, you learn how to pass and you learn how car control and you don't also you don't have to worry about having a fast guy behind you that you know is faster than you so you either move over for them to go around or you worry about them battling you when you're still trying to learn your car which can get very intimidating when you're a rookie especially when they start shoving you down from stretch yeah that's scary <laughs> i'm still scared of that but <laughs> i think i've shoved you down that front stretch a few times yeah yeah, I think I'm giving away all my secrets for my competitors to know how to intimidate me. So I might be messing myself up for my next race season. <laughs> Maybe I should peace out and never race again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it it's all I, learning. I, I will admit, I'm 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 I don't sit behind the wheel of a race car. You guys know this, but I do sit behind the wheel of a controller, and I do sit here and <laughs> race on NASCAR Heat Four, and. I'll race the dirt. I do a lot of the dirt stuff because I find it's the way it drives is a lot kind of uh, more my style. So what I've done is uh, a lot of times I'll do a hundred percent race on the dirt stuff. I will put myself almost two laps down and race my way back to get back on the lead lap and as well get um, uh, back up through the field. Typically by lap 60 or 70, I'm, I am at the, uh, I'm at the, I'm at the point racing for the, like, and just out for a Sunday drive. But again, same thing. You start at the back, you, you fight your way through, you find a different line for each car you're passing. You find a line to, you, you got to find, you got to adjust how they're driving. Yeah. Right. And that's the same thing with you guys. You guys are adjusting how, let's say I'm going to throw out a name here. Um, Carl Salt, mini stock driver at Flamborough. If you got, if you guys were making a pass on him, you guys are watching his line for at least a lap or two to mm -hmm. see where you guys can make a pass. You guys are calculating that in your head to where you guys can either get to his inside, find a run and get to his inside and pass him. And that's, that. that's the, it's the same, it's the same thing, right? Exactly what you're calculating. You're calculating on when you can dive in there before he closes down on you. So you know when that opening 
it's gonna how long it's gonna be there for and how long it won't be there for. Yeah. And sometimes you go in there and that opening closes a lot quicker than you thought in the last time, but <laughs> yeah. And that's how we get spectacular wrecks. Oh, they're spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had that happen a few times and I've had guys pretty much climb my entire side of my car because they dove in there too fast and I came down because I didn't know they were there that quick and just So then here's a question for both of you guys. How hard is it to see your competitor? in either a side mirror you guys may have on your car or that rear view mirror. How hard is it to actually see them when you're driving? Well, for me, I don't use the rear view mirror. I just use the side view mirror for when I'm going into the corner so I know if there's a car there, so I can go low or not. Sometimes it's really hard to see them. Sometimes it's easy to see them. But... Mostly you see them if you have the mirror set up correctly and you see them where you want to have them where they are. I don't know if Caitlin has the same thing or not. Um, I have a bad habit of using my rear view mirror. Um, I don't use it. I don't dr- mirror drive as what people say. Um, it's more of a comfort thing. So with my panic and overthinking during racing the idea of having that rearview mirror is like a comfort it's like a safety blanket almost yeah and so i use it more so when you come out of the corner and you slide up the track i use it to make sure that there's no one on my outside so my rearview mirror is kind of tick like tilted um more so to the right side of oops the back of my car <laughs> I didn't mean to hit the microphone. Um, it's tilted more to like the right rear of my car and not like you would on a street car. Um, so I can use it to kind of view that end of my car because obviously we don't have a side mirror on that side. And But the side mirror I actually kind of find is a little bit more difficult for me to use just because um, the way it's shaped, um, my depth perception doesn't adjust well with it. So I'm not really, it's not really, (laughs) it's, um, it's not really ideal for me, but it is good to know if there's someone on my inside before I dive down or before I go around in a corner and take the low line, it's good to know if there's someone in there. So I don't end up chopping down and spinning myself out on their nose because that's obviously the last thing you want to happen. And you also just don't want to cause problems with someone when you didn't do it on purpose. It's all been there. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but you are right. I for the rear view mirror thing I, I use this for the right side of the car so you can see when you're coming out of the corner too. I just I don't definitely going down the front stretch or anything. I definitely don't use it as much as I used to. Um I did used to mirror drive a lot when I first started, but that was more so because I had no idea what I was doing. And so I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to drive. I was always so scared of upsetting people around me that I mirror drove so that I didn't cut someone off at all or anything. I never made ballsy moves because of that. And so 
I learned over the years and obviously after having a lot of people tell me to take it out we ended up taking it out once and my goodness that race was the worst race I've ever had in my career of racing because my panic took over right away and the race went out the window basically like the race was in England and I was in Canada and so <laughs> it was bad and it's it's like a security blanket for me and I know it's not really the greatest thing for a race car driver to have a security blanket like that but me right. as a a person I need that and it helps me drive and it's not I definitely don't use it a lot anymore I like Michael said I'd use it maybe coming out of the corners and if I'm in a tough like straightaway battle I'll check it just to make sure that I don't make like a bad decision and wreck someone because I obviously don't want to go on the wall anymore but I don't want to put anyone else in the wall and I don't want to cause a big pile up or anything so yeah you definitely don't want to hit that wall no thanks no. you guys are done both done hitting the walls now eh? Probably not. i don't know i want to say i'm done but we all know those walls need to be tested to make sure they're still sturdy so yeah we're, we're just helping out the kelly is going if the walls strong enough for a car man. yeah because we definitely hit it full speed yeah they're strong they, yep. they stay they do. The car is so, Okay, can we just make sure that we guys hit the walls? We are no longer gonna climb a wall. That, that's I haven't not, climbed a wall yet. No, but can we not climb a wall? That's that's the last thing I want on my mind here. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> that's one of the only things I haven't done with my car yet. I really that flip or set on fire. I don't want to set on fire. I'd rather oh. not flip. I've been on fire, but not major fire. Oof. Left rear tire. I remember that. I did the whole race on fire, believe it or not. Uh, the last, the last eight laps. Was it the last eight? It was about the last eight laps. You were on fire on the left rear. Oh yeah, I remember I also. We so I I remember this because I was there, and we were watching him race, and all of a sudden we're like, "The hell is that underneath Michael's left rear tire?" And next thing you know, like he he's coming through three and four, and I'm as low as I can on the fence up up in the middle of the turn, and I'm like, he's on fire, and, and I'm like, I'm like, Mike, Mike, he's on fire, he's on fire. He's like, what? Next thing you know, he sees him going down the front stretch, like, holy hell, he's on fire. And I'm like, I'm looking around for an official. I run over to Cameron Thompson. I'm like, Cameron, I'm like, you got to call it in. I'm like, the 07's on fire. And because it's so, so tough to see for the cornerman or the flagman to see, I completely understand why they did not throw a caution, throw a black flag, nothing. By the time it got to Michael's ears in the headset that he was on fire, the race was over. Oh, goodness. And then he got, to, he got the told. Car, the car handled amazing. He, the car was Church. on fire and he drove his ass off. I will admit to that. That was the best eight laps I've ever seen him drive a car. I think I, got, I was running what 15th or something like that, and then I got like the top. You made your way up to the top 10. Yeah. You pat. You were Damn. on fire. Oh yeah, he was badass throughout the rest of that race. Like a rough. I've never seen it. 
maybe i don't even know if pedal power was there or not maybe we'll have to find the youtube clip of that see if we can spot your car on fire or not i, I don't know if they were i just know that car was that car was moving <laughs> yeah it was if, if it would have happened at the beginning of the race i think we would have been in the top five yeah you got told to park it on the front stretch you didn't listen ended up driving off the track or something like that i think right no, so what they said is it didn't come through my headset. Like, it didn't come through the one-way radio that I had. So I kept on going. And then the corner man in, um, what was it, two, he stopped me. And he goes, you're on fire. Pull over there. And I'm on fire. Like, do I need to get out? Like, is it bad? Like, what, what do you mean? And they go, oh, never mind. It's out. You can go. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it needed that cool down lap to actually stop the fire. I was so confused. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know I was on fire. And I was like, should I get out of the car? Like, I'm on fire? Wait, it was a, it was a bolt that shredded, right? And that's what caused the fire? If um, I remember correctly? Upper, upper bolt joint let go and it shredded apart. So it was causing the wheel to move in and out. So the one control arm was rubbing against the rim and tire. And the tire started to sit on fire from the friction. Put a nice groove into the tire. Yeah, it did. If I have any, I, I might have pictures of that night still. And I'll figure if I can find them, I will upload them on Facebook and whatnot. That was either ju- late July or early August of 2018. Yes. I think it was so, July. I think it was July too, but it could have been early August too. It was it, that was one of the last times you brought that car out. Yeah. For, uh, for the 2018 season. After that, we blew the head gaskets. Yeah. So I parked it for the year. And then we built it over winter again. Yeah. Um, so the next thing on our list here is we talked about tracks that are on our bucket list to race at. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Now let's go to tracks that are on your bucket list to watch a race at. To watch a race at? To watch a race. Doesn't have to be local. Doesn't have to be short track. Could be as big as NASCAR, could be as big as F1, all the way down to uh, the Snowball Derby down in Pensacola. Honestly, definitely the Snowball Derby. I would love to go to Speed Weeks and watch all those tracks run the Snowball Derbies and everything. What about you there, Caitlin? Honestly... I'm going to sound real bad right now to the racing community. Oh, no. Um, I really really only know NASCAR. Um, I don't know the lower, like the short tracks down in the States. I don't, I'm not familiar with them. I've never watched like the snowball derbies or anything. Never watched speed weeks or anything. Um, I grew up in a family that would watch NASCAR occasionally. It was only until like the past two years. I never really not watched NASCAR. Um, the past two years, I really got into it. And I try and watch it every weekend, but I work Sundays now. So it's kind of hard to watch it, which is sad, but love my job. So <laughs> I follow NASCAR on Instagram religiously. So, um, but yeah, I think it would just be... I can't even really say like the track 
and NASCAR because it would be Daytona, but I've been there, and it's really great to watch. Um, it's scary when they wreck like Ryan Newman. Yeah. I was yeah. there that night. That, that, was, that was a it scary, was, scary wreck. That night well, I didn't turn the TV up at all. Yeah, well, try being in the stadium and having such a big stadium go silent. Yeah. It was, like, heart-wrenching. Like, oh, my gosh. It was so stressful. Um, even even at our short tracks, when there's wrecks, like, decent wrecks, it goes silent. Yep. I can only imagine what it's like at Daytona. I was going to say, like, little short tracks like us, like, it's eerie feeling, but, like, that huge stadium, it was terrifying it was like a ghost town and oh my goodness it was just it was heartbreaking and so it's definitely not one of the best races I've been to but I'd love to just travel and look at all the stage tracks yeah like I'd love to see short tracks I'd love to go to other NASCAR tracks um yeah I I don't really have specific ones to be completely honest we'll help you with that when we can go across into the states, we'll go to the Snowball Derby. You got to go to to the Five Flags Speedway down in Pensacola. Yes. And go to the Snowball Derby. That looks like one of the best super late races down there. I did yeah. watch a little bit of it this past year. It looks fun, eh? Yeah, from what I saw. I... I even Michael and I, we've talked about going to uh, um, Speed Weeks down in New Smyrna. Yep. And, ca- and uh, going to uh, Daytona on the Sunday for the 500. I, I, think that, I still want to do it. Dude, Daytona's I have. Daytona's beautiful. I loved I, it. I have an open invitation to go down to um, uh, uh, for the Chili Bowl. I got an invitation to go down there with my buddy down to uh, Oklahoma, down and meet him up in Oklahoma from my buddy in Texas there, Logan. Logan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He'll get, uh, he said, if I go, he'll, he'll make sure he gets his ass up to, to, uh, uh, to the to Tulsa, Oklahoma there, and we'll watch some Chili Bowl for the week. Nice. So, open invitation. It's, I know Jacqueline and myself are going when, whenever we're allowed to go. <laughs> If you guys want to go, we'll get a we'll get us we'll run us a van for a week, <laughs> and we'll head on down. Get a bus. Get a bus. I I would t- no. I want to buy a bus and then convert it. That's my <laughs> there dream. There you go. I want to get an old school bus, convert the crap out of it, put bunk beds in the back. Oh man, you're talking about my dream right there. So our I guess we're almost wrapping up the show here, but. Before we do, we talked about it prior to coming on, and I really hope you guys have a better one for it by now. Now we've had uh, two hours to work through it. <laughs> what is your greatest on-track memory between the both of you? <laughs> and Kaylin gets to start on this one. Oh, man. Because lady, ladies first. Ah, that means I Michael lady, goes. I was about to say, I'm like, oh, I, I did that wrong. Gotcha. Oh, boy. My memory fails me at this point. <laughs> um, it's not really a great memory, but every time Michael or I wreck, we always tend to be front row seats of each other's wrecks somehow, some way. Or involved in it. 
Yeah, or involved in it. Yeah. I think anytime we're actually racing against each other, we are either watching each other wreck front row or we're involved in each other's wrecks. We, we've had some good battles like, on the track, though, without wrecking. Yeah, yeah, we have, actually. I always kicked your butt, though, so. Yeah, not always. 90% of the time, <laughs> even as a rookie. <laughs> There's also a lot of car issues that year. Yeah, okay. Everyone like, says that when the ego on the gets car. bruised. I you just can't the, take it that a lady beat you. I think the best memory, though, like, I get the wind of that. But I have, there's a picture of it of our cars side by side on the track, and I just thought it was cool two good friends racing in the same car. Yeah, I remember that photo. You posted it on my Facebook timeline for my birthday a couple years ago. I did. I can't remember how old you were turning that day. <laughs> I think 18 or 19. No, no. Wasn't it like four or five? My leap year birthday. I turned five last year. I'm a five oh. and a quarter right now. So it would have been like you were 24 when I posted that picture. No. I turned four in 2016. I'd be four and three quarters, four and a half. Yeah, that, that, that was a good picture. I still have that picture on my phone. It is a good photo. And we're not too close that we're wrecking each other or anything, so that's good. I know yeah. your dad used to hate me because we'd always wreck together and he'd always think I was doing it on purpose. <laughs> And little did he know, like, literally, it just was coincidental. <laughs> there, there was times where I would, you would wreck, and I just had nowhere to go. Same for me. Like the one we were talking about earlier. You're in turn one, and you oh. wrecked. And I had a choice of riding the wall or riding the outside of your car. So I chose the ladder and rode the outside of your car. It wasn't too much damage. No. All you did to that was puncture my tire. The worst of it was in the rear from the other car spinning. <laughs> I mean, I had less damage to my car than I would have if I hit the wall. So I appreciate it. Don't worry. Your car did its job. It did. <laughs> but if I would have hit the wall, I don't know where you would have went. <laughs> nah. I'd be in there with you. <laughs> so. <laughs> both a lot of damage. Yep. We definitely both would have walked away. Like, shoot. That video was actually on YouTube, so I'll have to bring that up and show it. Video it. <laughs> I have to go back and watch old videos. I go back right to 2015 when I'm running the gear We watch everything. I definitely don't drive like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to bring that back. Get in there and don't worry about destroying the front nose. I'll try and tell you. Shoving a car halfway down the straightaway. <laughs> Don't let that car be me. Well, it kind of can't be unless you buy a vintage modified. 
Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I definitely won't be doing that. So there's a couple for sale. I definitely won't be doing it in vintage modified either because they're open wheel. Yeah, open wheel scares me. I will practice John Carly's car. I'll take it out on a Tuesday, but I'm not racing. I don't think they scare me. They're they're a totally different animal. Open wheels scary for me. Very scary. You test the wall, it hurts. I would say what's scary come come race go karts with Michael and myself. That's scary. I've been to go karting with <laughs> an old group of friends, and it was scary in that time. Never mind imagining with you guys. So no thanks. Let's just say the rear end of my go kart, I think, went two feet in there. You guys are nuts. It, it hurt. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> no way. I, I couldn't I it, my back hurt the next day. Oh, my back and my sides hurt. I, I couldn't my my back and my left leg, my knee especially, my bad knee. Oh. That that was definitely not a one that I want to redo in a go pair. I do. I, I want to be on the other end once. of it. Like I actually drove a go-kart once. Well, and I woke well, up the next day with a massive bruise on my left outside fly and I didn't hit anything. So I don't know where the bruise came from. But well, I didn't we're drive gonna, since. We're, we're going to go go karting once we can. Uh, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> bring, bring your race gloves, bring your helmet, bring your fire suit. A fire suit? I'll oh, die. No. <laughs> Bring it all. I'll put some GoPros, make some, make a good video out of it. Oh, goodness. We're definitely doing it. Nope. Oh, yeah. I will oh, yeah. spectate. No. Yep. No. We need you. Yep. We need, no. Uh-uh. Out of the we question. Can't because you know what? The second we walk in, the three of us will go in and get free tickets. So you're going to have to go out. Oh, nope. yeah. We know the guy. We know a guy. We also kind of know the owner's son, so. Michael likes to flirt with the guy. I don't know that's that's not shocking. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap up here. Is there anything else you guys want to rant about before we say before we send off for our first ever the driver's seat? I don't think so. All right, so Michael, take us away. I'm Michael Kenny. And I'm Caitlin Wallace. And this is the driver's seat. See you guys all later. Bye.